This is In the Arena, the Colorado Concern podcast that explores the intersection of business and politics. I'm your host, Mike Kopp. I'm so pleased to be joined today on this podcast by Casey Becker, the Speaker of the Colorado House of Representatives, who has uh, a big job under nor- normal circumstances and um, an even uh, bigger job now during a pandemic situation where the leaders she needs to navigate, not just the legislative dynamics that are complex enough of their own, but but now having this uh, incredible new layer of confounding information on top of it. And I have found Speaker to be tireless in her work ethic and somebody who really stacks up decision-making in a methodical way. And I think those attributes will serve you well. And so, uh, Casey Becker, Speaker of the House, I'd like to say thank you for joining us today. Hi, Mike. Thanks for having me. You're very welcome. Um, I really just wanted to provide our our members and others who listen to these podcasts some context. For all of us, this is a, a time of making a lot of decisions and trying to understand uh, what the future looks like, what the present looks like. And so it's about context building. And, and so I just had three items I wanted to discuss with you about the legislative uh, outlook and what advice and what input you might have to businesses out there as it relates to doing our best in this environment to maintain uh, business continuity. And I want to ask you about how we as a business community can be helpful to help um, you all in elected office be successful. And on the legislative outlook side, um, the legislature paused a week ago and we have a 120-day session by law. You will conceivably go back into session at some point and, and have to work through your priorities and, and all of that. Um, but setting some of those factors aside, just as, as it relates to timeline, do you have any sense for when you might call your colleagues back in? Right. So on Saturday, March 14th, we passed a resolution in the legislature that adjourned us until March 30th. At the same time that we passed that resolution, we also sent um, interrogatories to the Colorado Supreme Court. The Supreme Court accepted the invitation to um, decide for us what 120 calendar days means. So we, at that time that we passed the resolution, putting us into adjournment, felt like we had to name a date certain and and we didn't really know what the future held. So we we said March 30th. I think it's likely, I think the legislature will come back in session on March 30th, probably for just a day until we did and, and pass another new resolution that puts us into adjournment longer. I think exactly how long we'll be out of session partly going to be determined by what the Colorado Supreme Court rules about whether our days have to be consecutive or whether we can take a pause on the 120 days while we're in the middle of a of a pandemic. So I hope the Supreme Court says we can take a pause, you know, for for the amount of time necessary and then the, the legislative session would be extended further into May or possibly even June. But we just don't have an answer yet from the Supreme Court. I think we're probably, you know, a week or longer away from, um, from any answer from the Supreme Court. 
interestingly, it does come down to an issue of of logistics about a lot of this and what the law says. I years ago, uh, as a member of the legislature, I served on a an interim task force of some type, and it had to do with um, I want to say the 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 bird virus outbreak was going on at that time, and uh, we were <clears throat> we were meeting to discuss different factors about legislative continuity. And I seem to recall that we had a discussion about whether you could vote um, at a distance or if you had to vote in person. And my memory is that you have that you have to have the legislators in the seat of state government, which means in Denver at the Capitol in person. Do I remember that correctly? Yeah, for the legislature as a whole, that's right. That's our our current rule. There are some interim committees, lots of interim committees that meet when the legislature is not in session and they take votes regularly. So, but for the for the body as a whole, you have to actually be present to vote. So that takes you back. You you will get your uh, you'll bring all your colleagues together on that date on the thirtieth. You'll be in for probably a few hours or several hours in order to conduct just a, a bare amount of business to to set a new date that's your that's your expectation that's my expectation now again you know yeah. th that's most likely going to be the case it just seems um you know with the governor saying schools are delayed and higher ed being delayed um even the courts are delaying coming back into you know regular public meetings so chances are that we will I'd say the chances are very high that we will not start our regular session again on March 30th, even if we, even though we have to come back for that one day. Right. And now, so that may be literally just to, to pass a motion to extend your, your, is it a recess or adjournment um, to extend adjournment. the adjournment event? Yeah, yeah. It, it's an adjournment. So to extend your adjournment for X amount of days, that, that'll probably be the, the action you take up that day at, at least. Yeah. Yeah. That's my expectation. Uh, shifting topics, can you characterize what kinds of discussions um, the legislature is a part of as it relates to helping Colorado businesses maintain um, business continuity? And, and just a little bit of color behind that. A lot of our members in Colorado Concern have really expressed just a desire for business to have a voice in the process. One of the outstanding characteristics about this voice is that you know, whatever the public policy response is, we really want to maintain connection with our employees as businesses. We don't want them to become unmoored from the companies and, and then, um, you know, move into unemployment roles. Like the preference would be obviously to, to maintain liquidity as businesses and, and keep them close. And, and you don't necessarily need to respond to that because I know there's a lot of federal discussion around those topics and once the once the big bill is passed uh, presumably next week that'll that'll move through the states but but at a state level could you give us a sense for what is being discussed uh, in this realm sure so right now um, the since the legislature is not in session and since the governor has very very broad um, authority under the emergency, executive order that he issued, the governor's taking action as he sees necessary and, and really has to focus on the immediate response and, uh, you know, managing the state and managing the, 
this pandemic. So he is making decisions and, and we find them out the same time as others are finding them out. You know, things like having health insurance companies waive fees and costs for testing of coronavirus or delaying um, the tax filings for everyone from April 15th to I think it's July 15th now. Uh, closing ski areas. You're familiar with all these things. Um, so, so when the uh, when the executive order ends, so when the emergency ends, is or if the legislature comes back in session and, and wanted to change any of those things, and there's absolutely no discussion of that. But those are the two times when the legislature is going to start engaging more on the policy side. So I think right now, legislators are hearing from constituents and businesses in their districts and collecting ideas. Mm-hmm. But the governor is really um, exercising his own existing authority and doing what's necessary under this pandemic. When all of that ends, it's really going to be our opportunity to say, okay, what do we need to change in law? How do we respond given the federal stimulus uh, given the economy at the time of when we come back in session, and then also given this the state budget, you know, I think the state issued two economic forecasts last week. If they were writing those economic forecasts today, there's been so much that has changed in the last week that they would be very different forecasts than just a week ago. So we're going to have to really evaluate all of these things as it happens or when we come back in session because it's it's all changing so much again since we're not in session and since the governor has broad executive authority uh, this is a lot of this is just in his purview um, at the time so one way that we can be helpful and businesses can be helpful with us is if if they have concerns you know we do have lines of communication open directly with the governor's office we talk to him and his staff very regularly and so asking a lot of questions we've been talking to our federal delegation as well so i think legislators can be helpful conduits of information to the executive branch to the federal delegation and then when it's actually time for us to be writing the budget and also determining policy going forward that's really our role that's a really good description, and I appreciate that. Uh, most people don't, I, f- I find, think about the policy environment and like the regulatory environment in these discrete buckets of executive branch and legislative branch interface. But now, like most of the power in this moment really is with the le- with the um, executive branch. Um, so I, I think that's a helpful description. One thing I have um, heard a lot from our members is this concern about a, a shelter-in-place order, and the understanding is that we're we're not to that point yet um, in the state, and might not be in a, a place where you can comment on this. I mean, there's a lot of information that moves real time, but but one of the considerations I would just share with you is that there's a there's a lot of businesses and industry where employees, workers are are naturally socially distanced just because of the type of work that they do or or could accommodate themselves to socially distance. And that's one of the things that we would like to see the the legislature and certainly the governor um, give great consideration to 
the ability to offer an order if we if we do come to that point in the state, um, offer an order with a little bit more consideration given to how to maintain some some business continuity. Um, you're certainly welcome to to comment to that, but just to just to pass that along to you, we will do our we- part, Madam Speaker. Oh, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say the conversations I've had with the executive branch on sheltering in place for the time being, and of course that could change, is that the governor wants to take a more discreet and specific approach, which is exactly what he's been doing. And that could change. I think, as you know, everyone's talking about you really want to flatten the curve in terms of the number of COVID cases. And so he thinks if you if you're very specific to where there are crowds, and where people are collecting, that's the better approach, at least for now. So, so that's my understanding is going to continue to be his approach until there's an indication that it doesn't work. Yeah, I, I, I think you'd see a lot of uh, support for that. Um, there are people that can come into the office literally by themselves at this point and write payroll checks, as an example, and process the AP and the ER stuff. Um, you know, and then obviously like a landscaper probably often has <laughs> built in social distance, these kinds of things. There's there, And there's a host of obviously jobs that could be handled that way across the whole economy. So it's, it's good to hear your reflection on that. Well, for our part, we will be happy to continue to, to curate ideas, uh, policy ideas for the legislature and report those on. And, you know, if there, if you do find that there are specific things we can Get for you input-wise, um, the members of Color Concern that listen to this and others in the business community can certainly um, send those our way and we can pass those along to you. Thanks. I think the things that specifically we're interested in is, um, you know, there's going to be more federal legislation that's written. So where are the gaps in that that the state needs to fill? And then in terms of having a, you know, we are going to be in budget cutting mode, right? Um, huge drop in projected revenue. And what are, where are those, what's the business community's opinion on where those um, cuts should be made? And then going forward in terms of stimulus or reviving the economy, what needs to happen? And then specifically for the people who are going to be in the worst position, what is the best way to help them? So obviously the federal stimulus is a big part of that, but um, some businesses, some workers are affected more than others. And so just being really efficient in the state resources that we have, how do those get distributed? So I think those are absolutely a part of it. And um, there's, you know, there's going to have to be a host of considerations. So anything, any ideas that folks have, um, they're welcome to, communi- to communicate to me communicate to all the other members of the legislature, you know, absolutely stay in touch. Uh, We need to know um, your input uh, and don't assume it's being communicated, I guess is what I'd say. So please share your ideas. Yeah. Well, that's well put. Uh, I'll say one macro consideration, which is, which is sort of obvious, but bears uh, really the focus of all of us. Um, and, And that is just speed, you know, whatever, Whatever the mechanisms are that are going to be put in place at the state level, whether they go, whether funds come straight through the banking institutions or whether they go through some state agency process or whatever, I just think speed is absolutely the vital component. And 
obviously I think everybody agrees with that, but it's one thing to say, another thing to execute and, you know, human systems sometimes get in our own way and we just really would value them on that. And I know you're in business yourself, so uh, I, I, I'm sure I'm talking to the choir there, but if we, if we can help um, in, um, you know, cheerleading an effort to maintain or, or to focus on speed, we'll be happy to do that. That's great. I think one thing that is important for folks to remember that the the federal government is, is in a very different position than the state government because federal government can run a deficit, the state cannot. And so the state has um, constitutional and statutory obligations that it has to meet. And so for us, keeping schools open, continuing to fund Medicaid, which is a statutory obligation, you know, funding Department of Corrections and our courts and things like that are obviously critical. And so there just won't be as much opportunity for state stimulus. Again, we can't run right, a deficit right, right. Um, and, and things like that. So, um, but of course, anything that we can do other than that is obviously really helpful. Do you know, uh, Speaker Becker, is, do, do you know if the federal government is contemplating um, uh, block grant type programs uh, to go into these Medicaid roles as a, um, a reflection of what I'm sure everybody in the federal government is assuming will be um, uh, <laughs> downward uh, tax collections? Uh, are, are they talking about that in the federal bill that you're aware of? I haven't seen that yet. Yeah, I have not seen that yet either. And from what I heard from the federal delegation the other day, you know, it, it, they're they're more targeted in their efforts, uh, more specific into either specific areas of the economy or focusing on on workers generally. But the sort of a large block grant to the state or um, and you mentioned Medicaid in particular. That's not what I've heard. So, uh, but I think they're drafting legislation pretty quickly. And all of that could change. Okay, very good. Well, I know you're very busy. Thank you very much for your time. If you have information uh, you'd like to get out to us, please don't hesitate. And uh, we'll be happy to reciprocate that. Thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed it. Thank you very much. Okay. Casey Becker, Speaker of the Colorado House. Thanks for listening to the In the Arena podcast with Colorado Concern. I hope you'll subscribe so you can stay informed on the intersection of business and politics in Colorado. 